podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Coogan Cassius for IFL TV in association. Stop, I'm stop this off. Tony. Stop, Coogan. Tony. Just chill. Will you piss off? Please, respect Tony. the man's privacy, Coogan. Tony. I don't want to be on camera or television. You're at I've, a I've public a, event. I know, I've got I'm a couple not of, on your doorstep. I know, but you know, I've, I've stayed away from everything recently. People think I've disappeared. Well, I kind of have. I just want to, I want reality back, I want a normal life, and I will find it, because I will stay out of all your way for a good 12 months. You guys have always called me Tony Bellew, I only created the name Tony Bellew to make me half a proud. My name's Anthony Bellew, me. Tonight it's over me, Tony Bellew died tonight. I'm done, Cooks. I told you Tony Bellew died tonight. I just go home and I live life normal now, I enjoy my life, uh, and it's over. I mean, Tony Bellew's gone now. I've been Tony Bellew for a long time. He can punch, obviously, but he's been able to punch and he's been able to really punch, turn lights out. You know, has he ever knocked anyone unconscious? I shouldn't really say that much, should I? It's only been my bleeding luck, but uh, I've done it on a number of occasions. You've seen me turn lights out, just out. I've done that. I can do that again. Would you wish bad on anyone? So there is something wrong in saying mm. that. I don't hope the odds are wild. He gets hit or beat up. I hope he loses the fight, yeah. But I hope he's, he's sound. He goes, right, nice one. Just end the right few million years after. So, you know, I don't wish anyone actual bad harm. I just think that's what's going to happen. I'm only here for me. I'm going to stay here. The only thing he's getting in with that belt. I said I'm going to go three shot on the chin. I can't knock me out. I cannot wait. You said it's a weight. Your legs are gone. If you give me a free shot, mate, you're waking up. Is anybody going to You're waking up in an ambulance. You're waking up in an ambulance. Good evening, everybody. Steve Wellings here for Bellew of the Week. Special edition. Didn't manage to get to it on Sunday evening, but uh, we'll have a bit of Tony here. So on this Tuesday, we shall go through the Bellew of the Week offerings. Uh, we are expecting Rapping Bob Kelly to jump on at some point. Andy Patterson is here, though. Uh, you're very welcome, Andy. How are you on this beautiful Tuesday evening for Bellew of the Week special episode 403? I'm feeling no bad, mate. Uh, just gearing down for Christmas. Uh, finish up on Friday. So it's, uh, it's looking pretty good. Just listening to Tony. I'll try to count how many times Tony mentioned himself in the third person there, you know. Very egocentric, I thought. But uh, I just want to leave the man alone, you know. Tony, are you referring to Anthony there? Oh, Anthony, sorry. Sorry. I, I, I forgot Tony died. I forgot about uh, Tony dying. So it's Anthony these days, yeah. Anthony Bellew of the week for episode 403. Like I said, we didn't quite manage to get to it on Sunday evening. A few technical issues. Uh, Matty DiGelonardo, original podcast host, came back for a glorious return. That was what was expected anyway. It didn't quite work out. Look at the end of the day. It didn't sound great, but I've had technical issues myself in the past, and the boys did exactly what they did on Sunday evening. They rallied around Matty and helped him on through, and he will be back stronger. Maybe not stronger. Who knows? The connection could get worse, but uh, fair play to Matty. He soldiered on through. It wasn't ideal. We didn't get to the value of the weeks then. We shall get to them now. A thriving chat. Just the 2,643 
in at the moment. They've obviously got better things to do on this Tuesday evening. Shout out to James Tapner, who's hanging around there. DET, Craig, Johnny, Horsecock, Nelson, uh, Boxing Channel as well. Liam wins over on the Facebook page. Uh, C. Robert, 79. Just flicking up here, seeing who's about there. Kaiser Cobra, Niall M. Yeah, quite a few of the usual suspects then. Go ahead, Andy. I just think actually, just you know, Johnny Horsecock Nelson in the chat there, and that just like just thinking to myself, you know, like the, the old rugby trick. I think Nelson's dick could actually eat, you know, meet the uh, the end of pint glass. Do you think? <laughs> I wouldn't like to find it. I tell you what, I sat next to Johnny Nelson once um, uh, at a show in Dublin, and he's a big lad. I mean, uh, wow, physically, he's <laughs> in a tight suit, but he's structurally. I tell you what, he's an absolute unit. To be honest with you, yeah, he's, he's a fair size. of bloke. Like, it's about Missy saying, "Why does he wear like these shorts that are fucking four sizes too small for him?" You know, you know, the abs popping out and stuff like that, man. Yeah, he is. He's, he's, he's supremely, but he still keeps himself fit, like in the gym and all, that, obviously, but. He needs to buy you know clays that actually fucking fit him. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, he needs to go to go uh, shopping. Uh, what do you call it, that place? Giacomo. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's what he needs to go shopping these days. I only go shopping Oxfam these days. But yeah, Johnny, to be fair now, he was doing the presenting on Sky Sports back in the day. And I spoke to him for quite a while. I was covering it for the Boxing News, I think it was on that night. Matthew Macklin, the night he lost to Jorge Sebastian Highland. And to be honest with you, Andy, uh, going off on a tangent here, but Johnny was a nice guy. I was chatting away to him and he was friendly enough. I can't really fault him like one-to-one. No, I can't, mate. I mean, listen, he did, he did, did us a solid day with me and Tommy and that. And I don't know if you were aware of yourself doing, doing it at Manchester. Maybe to try and black. Well, I don't know if you had to black your way in, but we had to black our way in at the way in. And it was Nelson that got us in there. And if it wasn't for Nelson, that uh, that infamous IFL interview that we did with Coogan that day would never have aired if uh, if Johnny had never got us in. So you got to find Joy Nelson for us uh, doing the biggest numbers of that weekend for a Frampton quick fight. Well done, Johnny. Going to great lengths in every sense of the world to, word to get the boys in there. Uh, Connor has joined the chat. Shout out to him. It was all a dream. He's knocking about as well. Connor says, will the old Bellew theme ever return? The one where he says, you rat at the end. Well, listen throughout the show, Connor, and it might return. The, the issue with some of these things are you play them and they've got like copyrighted music in the background. So you end up like a copyright strike or some kind of slap on the wrist from YouTube. And I'm happy to take that. I don't care about, you know, monetization or anything like that. So I will play as many as I can, but sometimes that is why we don't play them. It's because of the, uh, the copyright issues. Let's get on them. And then shall we, uh, Fox B's just joined us there just in time to start off with Bellu of the weeks. Uh, first nomination. Let's get rid of a uh, old horse cock there. So we can actually see, doesn't matter if you're listening to us on iTunes, Apple podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify or any of those places. We will put this up on those uh, platforms as well. Uh, Michael Thompson has nominated Ashley Theophane. Theophane was kicking off about Big Mick Hennessy. I've been in professional boxing for 17 years. First time I've been told it's up to me and my team to sort travel out of our city for a TV boxing show. New experiences with Hennessy Sports. Is Ooh. he just being a bit of a diva here, Ashley Theophane? Yeah. I've, never, I've, never, I've never warmed to Theophane for some reason, Andy, but maybe I'm out of the loop here. But the fact that he's fighting during a pandemic on Channel 5... He's being asked to make his own way to, you know, to wherever the location was. He's based in London. It doesn't seem particularly out of the ordinary for such a low-key show that he was asked to do this. I mean, what's he complaining about? Well, he's got opportunity to fight again. Uh, national exposure. I, I, I don't know how much the, the the ratings would be actually, but you know, it's a good, it's a good, good, uh, good, good gig, I suppose. I mean, where is Red Edge actually? Where is that about? Redditch is actually not for. I think it's in Worcestershire or Staffordshire. Um, yeah, so, I was I was in Redditch once actually. A nice place, Hule Grange. A nice nice uh, stretch of land there, Andy. It's a it's a nice spot. 
Ah, sounds like a good country squire. Um, I've no, I'm no kind of too familiar with the area, but um, look, there's some, there's some cases that look, I, I know they get their expenses paid and stuff. I don't know the terms of the contract and that, but you know, the level you're fighting at, mate, you, you're, you're trying to save your career. You know, you're back at this level, you've been fighting on the road now for what now? How many years have you been fighting in Denmark, Romania, Dubai, Mexico, Poland over the last what, three, four years? Stuff at the like May where the gym, no doubt, Andy. I'm sure he's putting out yeah. the bins and making the coffee. Yeah, yeah, and carrying full of his jockstrap and stuff at the same time. <laughs> uh, he's fought in Morrison's pub in Budapest. He's fought at the Sickens Out gym in Akragana, so he's been away to kind of try and get the vibe off of uh, Zuman Elson and stuff. But in the day, um, I don't know what his purse was. Um, I, I take his point, but... End of the day, if, that's, that's the reason why I asked how far away it's supposed to be London and stuff, because if it's just a car ride a couple of hours and stuff, then what are you complaining about? It's like a tank of petrol, you know? And basically, I mean, is he retired after this fight? I don't know. Um, that's his first defeat in, I don't know how many years, uh, since 2017. Took a bit uh, of a beating, been... didn't he? I watched that fight, actually. I think Egg- Eggington looked massive and he just walked through Yeah, well, he's a clear welterweight, really, isn't he? To your fame, maybe yeah. he should be a, a light welterweight, actually, if I remember rightly. When he won the British, uh, I guess, was it Dan Hamilton? Was it the welterweight or elite welter? Uh, Dan Hamilton was around. I think he beat Ben Murphy at one point. I seem to remember him fighting. Was it Alan Bosworth or Alan Boswell? Something like that on BBC. He's been around for years, Theophane. He's sort of plodded his own route, hasn't he? Like you said, across the world, he's never really found a home. I think he hooked himself onto the Mayweather experience without really being part of it. He's done well for himself, fair play, but it does strike a bit of diva, I think, this one. Yeah, well, he's done it his own way. And that. I mean, I, I, I forget uh, his early days and stuff, to be honest with you, but I remember at the time when Barry McGuigan was up in Scotland doing some sparring with Carroll and that, and uh, the talk had come to Theophane about uh, the Dan Hamilton fight, and Barry was absolutely adamant that uh, that Hamilton was going to get beat. And uh, But Barry, who likes a, a, a good gamble and a good bet with time to time, wasn't he, was he so sure about it? I Theophane came out and won that fight pretty clearly, but... Just says he was he's one kind of promotional free agent and stuff. I remember speaking to him via email and stuff to try to do interviews with him for the for the website. Ended up having a bit of follow, ended up blocking me on Twitter and stuff. Um, just the irrational shit, really. So yeah, maybe there is a wee bit of diva side about my stuff. Um, went in the American experience and it, it, it called me. It did call me, and you know he's you know, getting a world title fight against Broner. Um, mm. Took his licks, to be fair. Took his licks. He took a bit of beating, to be honest with you. Um, that's, that's fair. I said that about Broner by but he's kind of like you get made to look good. But mm-hmm. after that, that was his, that was that was it done with him. Kind of Floyd really like kind of hung around for a wee bit longer, and then just goes on the road and tries to end a bit of money and stuff. But uh, fair play, I think there's a wee bit of element of eh, oh, eh, Afal Abbey about him. Kind of mm-hmm. like goes on the road, earns his money. I think he'll earn eh, a pretty a pretty penny. I would think Theophane um, talks about eh, investments and stuff like that as well in the past. So hopefully he's invested it well. Because I didn't see him kind of, you know, dip him into that treasure anytime soon for another payday of, uh, like, some Hennessy uh, Sports, for example. I think Mick will be having him back. He is uh, the first nomination for Bellu of the Week. We've got it out of the way so we can see the beautiful face of Adam Smido Smith live and in Technicolor 240p. How are you, Smido? I'm absolutely belting, yeah. I just thought I'd log in. Got the darts on tonight, Steve. A lovely Italian meal. Um, saw the link in the chat. God knows what I'm going to bring to the party, but I thought I'd just log on and cause uh, a bit of shit, really. Chat what, a bit of shit. What are you going to bring to the party, Smith? Are you like the guy who turns up with two cans of skull and sits in the corner? Well, two cans of skull would probably just do, do, just about do me, to be honest, Steve, being the lightweight that I am. Um, two cans. 
I probably I probably won't wouldn't want much more than that to be honest. Two cans of skull would do me lovely, yeah. Oh, but there's someone else logged in now as well, Steve. <laughs> it's wrapping up. Kelly on the going ball. through the roof. I tell Absolutely. you what. Oh, I mean, what I mean, what more do the followers or the listeners want on a Tuesday night? I mean, there's not much more you can get value for this. We've got Rob Kelly on, got award-winning Steve Steve Wellins. We've got the knowledge Andy Patterson, and then we've got the casual Smitho Smith. What more do you want? Aspiring casual, I think there's Smitho aspiring casual. <laughs> Rob Kelly's on with us. How are you, Rob, on this beautiful Tuesday evening? Geared up, geared up for belly of the week action on Tuesday. Time warp shit, you know what I mean? Rob, Rob, you've just slid in after our first nomination. Ashley Theophane is the first nomination for his. He's complaining about Mick Hennessy not treating him very well. Why? What did Mick do to him? Mick, Mick, he said here, Rob, I've been in professional boxing for 17 years. First time I've been told it's up to me and my team to sort travel out of our city for a TV boxing show. New experiences with Hennessy Sports. <laughs> Well, I'd say I would say tell Ashley Tiafane to get used to that, but I don't think he's going to be out too much more. <laughs> so we better make the best of it while he can. Like, um, good old Ashley Tiafane, like loves loves a quotable, loved his time out in the Mayweather gym. Um, probably got a good few free tracksuits and uh, Louis Vuitton bags and maybe a nice watch like Mikey Bay. Uh, before Floyd bombed him out inevitably, like the rest of his fucking money team fighters, like so. She's good on him. Like he said, I hope he made a lot of money for himself and I hope he had a good time, but uh, I wouldn't be expecting him to see. I don't think it's a problem he's going to have to worry about again because I can't see anyone running to get him on TV. <laughs> uh, I can actually understand it, actually, to be honest, because I mean, well, that's another thing as well. You just don't know what the local restrictions are like and that as well. So Hennessy's like, look, th things could change at any minute here. So you probably uh, just need to take the risk because at the end of the day, if you, didn't, if you can't make it, I'm not going to pay your expenses and then you, you're going to lose it in the purse. So, you know, when did how much do you think, think you'd be the end for that fight anyway? A couple of grand? Ten grand at tops? Fucking bacon, a bacon and cabbage, a soup and a hot shower. <laughs> I was going to say like 15 Surely grand, grand, grand on, a, on a Channel 5 show. Surely more. I wouldn't think so. I'd say we're on the lower end of the spectrum. He's lucky he's not on a ticket deal, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, good luck to anybody on a ticket deal in these... These stringent times uh, against the ropes uh, was giving Eddie Hearn a pat on the back. I had a go at Eddie on Saturday night, so I suppose we've covered this one. Uh, Eddie tweeted on March the 28th, although we can never repay the incredible NHS staff for what they are doing for our country right now, when we are back up and running, we'll be donating 200 tickets to every Saturday fight night and pay-per-view event for the following 12 months for NHS workers across the UK. Hashtag NHS heroes. I think the key part of this tweet turned out to be Although we can never repay the incredible NHS staff because Eddie proceeded to not bother repaying the incredible NHS staff and mumbled something about not having access to tickets and uh, went back on his word. So Belly of the Week nomination for him for that little escapade. Terry Woodfine has nominated Cringy Chris Lloyd. He says, give Chris a shout out on the pod this week, please. The attention this fool is craving for matchroom is off the scale. Basically, he will say anything to be let in the bubble. Seeing a bloke beg for acceptance is awful behaviour. I'm blocked, actually, from Chris Lloyd, so I haven't been able to uh, bear witness to this uh, disgraceful behaviour, what we're putting forward on your behalf. Who is, who anyway, is Chris Lloyd? I think he's a Sky commentator, is he, or something? Yeah, he does like the kind of B-side of the show. And that. He, did the, he does the podcast with Carol Frampton. I fucking, I'll tell you why I never fucking heard of him then if he does the B-side of the Sky show I'm not watching that shit I, tell you <laughs> what, I, I don't know if you remember I don't know if you remember me calling the, the Pivetka knockout Dillian White and that is like oh great left uppercut well 
He got that right, I suppose, Andy. Yeah, it was <laughs> tremendous. Actually. It, was, it was probably the high, it was, it was a pinnacle of his broadcasting career. It will not get any better than that, do we? Good old Chris Lloyd, uh, Belly of the Week nomination for him. Uh, Johnny Nelson there says, uh, has anyone consulted Jason Chukwu about his Tuesday shift? I haven't heard from Chukwu, actually. You think on a Tuesday night he maybe be let out the toilet or wherever he is, he goes and hides. I know there's a fake Chukwu account knocking about, but I haven't seen him yet. I will keep you informed if Chukwu does appear. Uh, what about this one then, Rob? Uh, Tony Bellew is uh, giving a pat on the back to Logan Paul. Fair play. First I've ever seen of this fella. And this video is brilliant. Tony says, I've never heard of this guy before, nor him about before this fight has been made. Where is this video you're talking about? And then someone revealed Tony Bellew back in the day said he'd fight KSI and Logan Paul at the same time for a million dollars. <laughs> Tony Bellew do something for money, Steve. Surely not. They must have got their own value. Maybe there's a Barner value account. <laughs> He'd never heard of him, apart from when he was talking about him and offering him out. He thought that was Johnny Logan the first time. Good old Bellew. Uh, on to the next one then. Declan Graffin, nomination for Richie Woodall, saying Eggington has a good defence. Well, I suppose he's blocking the faces, uh, the punches with his face. But he did a good job, Eggington, to be fair, against Theo Fane. There wasn't too much coming back. Theo Fane, as we discussed, is probably done there. But Sam Eggington has a bit of a lease of life left in him, maybe, Smitho? Just before I forget, because I probably would, Channel 5, I hope they've been nominated for showing a baby nappies, baby nappies advert in the middle of a round, like literally 30 seconds of, of a round completely disappeared on Channel 5 because they were showing a, um, a nappies advert pampers and then sure. it went in and it cut, cut straight back to the action. There was no talk about it, no mention, no apology. It, the, the, the fifth round started and within about 10 seconds went to a full 30 second ad and then returned with two minutes, 20 odd left and there was no one even blinked. No, no one mentioned it. You sure that wasn't fucking Martin McCauley's WhatsApp? <laughs> okay, hey, if Martin Bacoli's on WhatsApp, I'll give him Porky's number, no problem. <laughs> Imagine the chemistry with them two colliding. It could create anything. Nuclear reaction, yeah, Channel 5. Uh, I didn't see it, actually. I was flicking back between that and the, the Hobson show, which is a belly of the week all in itself, but there you go. A nappy, a nappy advert halfway through. Shit of every description, I think, on that Saturday or Friday evening, whenever it was. Uh, Gavin Stevens nominated uh, Rob Tebbett and Michelle Joy Phelps. They were going backwards and forwards, air, airing their dirty laundry, Andy. It was absolutely glorious. Yeah, um, we need to delve in a wee bit more about uh, about uh, what it's like to work, work for Michelle. It sounds like she's quite domineering. I could I could quite go with that actually. <laughs> You'd enjoy that, Andy. Well, you know what I'm like, mate. You know what I'm like. Hey, I could I'm not being funny, right? Over the last month or so, I'm a I'm a team Tebbett kind of guy now. Like Tebbett's been been laying the smack down on a few people on on Twitter. I, I was the target of one of them actually. I I dug him out and he came firing back at me. But like. Phelps has had both barrels off him. He's gave he's gave Eddie some stick. He's really thrown it about recently. Tebbit. So yeah, team Tebbit. I don't I don't know if that's the route to go down with though. I don't want to I don't want to play. I just think anytime you get into it with a girl like that, like you're going to come off looking worse regardless of the f- facts or whatever happened. I don't know what happened between the two. Uh, Not sure tight. I care to be honest with you, but I just think you go down that road like and it's. It, he didn't do many himself any favors giving her that ammunition, regardless of what the facts may be. When he was like, I'm sure you've worked so hard for it. I'm like, man, grown man, like you know what I mean? You're doing your own thing anyway. You're doing your own thing, she's doing her own thing. Just fucking get on with it. Like, I didn't like that, to be honest with you. And I'm no fan of MJP, by the way. Everyone knows that. Like, but I thought Rob let himself down a little bit there, slightly. 
Rob Kelly no, tomorrow's beacon for the world. <laughs> no. <laughs> Morality of the week. <laughs> no, fuck that. no, fuck that, Rob Kelly. I, I well enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I think you should do more of it. Fuck Michelle Jones, whatever her name is. You can fuck off. No, it's only Jenny Sushi in the bubble, unfortunately, but uh, maybe she'll join the next one. Uh, back into the bubble with Eduardo through Betfred, AJ versus Pulev. Pulev is a force to be reckoned with. Tony Bellew thinks Joshua has got his work cut out. And Stephen Roach came in with quite a funny one, actually. He said, I don't mind Peter Fury giving an opinion, but Tony Bellew would give his opinion on the local council's spending plan <laughs> and infrastructure for 2021, <laughs> providing he's in front of the lights. He, he loves a camera, doesn't he, old Tony? It would go to the opening of an envelope, Tony Bellew. Opening a Papa John's pizza. Let's celebrate Tony, right? Shall we? Let's um, let's see here. I think it was Connor earlier was asking for a few of these videos. Which one should we dig out here? Let's see which one this was. You and this boxing salon, whatever you're called, right? You see, you you must be the most bored man on planet Earth because what you do is you sit and talk about what the fuck I do. Remember this, right? What you talk about, I do. I do it, you talk about it, I do it. So that gives me the right to say whatever I want about what I do. It doesn't give you the right because you don't do it. Now if you show me a video of you doing it and doing it at the level I do it at, then maybe you can have a say. But remember this, I fight, you watch. It's that simple. That's all it's about. I fight, you watch. No one gives a shit about what you say or what you do. But they give a shit about me because I fight. I don't watch. Simple as that. Your podcast isn't worth a carrot. I don't give a shit what you say, what you do. If you've got something to say to me, I'm not hard to find. I'm usually on the front row of boxing events. Come and say hello or come and say to me what you'd say to me on your daft podcast. But remember this, I get more views with a fart than what you get with a two-hour podcast. On that note... Yeah, Tony Bell doesn't fight anymore, so that means he isn't affording an opinion, at least. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. The thing is, right, you see, if you apply logic, if you unpack what Tony's saying there, it doesn't make any sense. He says, you must be the most boring man on earth. Because you no, talk about what I do. You see, the board he, man. He, he, does, he does, what he does is boxing. And we talk about boxing. But if people aren't talking about boxing, there'd be no need for podcasts. People wouldn't be watching it at all. You yeah. know, people talk about sport. So it doesn't make any sense what he's saying there. It's quite funny as well, Tim, because like, I remember the time uh, he portrayed that he didn't know anything about the podcast yet. See if he, in that same video with Coogan, Coogan actually asked him the question. And he actually turned to Eddie and asked Eddie, you know, that, is that the name of that, that, that podcast you were on last week, Eddie? And, and they actually heard the name getting popped up. Now. So, is that that Scottish guy? <laughs> so he fucking knew all about it, eh? He knew all about it. Tony moaning as usual. Crying like a all little about bitch. He still listens. That fucker's listening every week. You think he's missing up fucking something with his name in it? Oh, Evening, Anthony. This week, lad? <laughs> I think Tebbit's in the chat. I've only just realised I was bigging him up and he's actually in the chat, so I'm going to have to go negative. Right. I fucked you need to remember, Tony is dead. Long live Anthony. Aye, exactly. Yeah. Aye. Rob, Rob Tebbett's joined the chat. Another one who's just talking about boxing. I posted um, the link to the, if anyone wants to see the glorious video that Mr. Wellings put together to go with that um, Bellevue audio. 
um, yeah, I've posted the link in the chat. Smith, are you going to be dropping affiliate links in the chat soon? I'm getting worried about you. No, well, only affiliate links for extra long hot water bottles.com. Oh, well, that's all right. You're allowed to put them in. <laughs> Moving on. Keep you warm. Uh, David Smith uh, has nominated the Tundi and Spencer questions and answers. Hashtag Yard versus Arthur. They do a podcast, don't they? It's not very good. I think our podcast ain't worth a carrot. You want to go and listen to this? I haven't listened in. I chucked it on last night for two, two for two minutes, and it was like, it was Spencer looking at the camera, fixing his food out, and that. And I just switched it off. <laughs> 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 you know, I'm like, I think I want to see something going for a picnic. Especially, like, especially two local people. System nine picnics. Fucking Tundi. Oh, I'm not one to eat any port line in here now. Uh, uh, Tundi has also been nominated here. No, it's, it's Intangible has been nominated by PJ Bennett 18. It's got to be a troll, this. He says, just want to let Tundi a J know you are the most innovative, more proficient, and incredible trainer I have seen possible dating back to Eddie Futch. And Ray Arcel, <laughs> the disrespect is unwarranted. I think there's a bit of a troll going on yeah, there. Yeah, I be. Yeah, I think uh, without doubt. I mean, clearly the guy knows his trainers like Eddie Futch and Ray, Mar- uh, Ray Arcel, two of the greatest all times. And <laughs> you fucking put Tundee in the same bracket. Woo! It reminds me of that great treat by Danny Danny Cassius O'Connor, Andy, whenever he was on it. He was another one. You know, if oh. you haven't boxed, you can't have an opinion. Yeah. You know, you know what is it, Ray Arcel or Angelo Dundee, two people who never boxed. <laughs> I, Angelo Dundee never boxed. That's what I'm saying. I'm not a brag either, but I play football at a decent level, right? And uh, I remember Tony Bell, you going to know in the, the Liverpool keeper, was, was it Carius during that European Cup final? Uh. He's like, she just retired. I'm like, who the fuck are you beginning advice? You never played football at that level. Who the fuck are you? Um, oh man, the guy's just fucking incredible. Might have to dust off the gloves. People like me shouldn't be allowed near a ring. I think it's fair oh, to I say. Did you just talk about Tunday like fake fake uh, trainers and stuff? I was mm. watch, I only watched James Cutland against Glenn Tapa yesterday. Glenn Tapa yesterday, right? And I mean, I don't know if anybody remembers this fight, but he, that, that kid took a bit of a beating yeah. in the end. Right? That, that basically took years off his career. Tapia. Oh, it was end. It was end his career, in my opinion. That fourth round, you could see he was sagging, his wilting and stuff like that. Sixth round comes up, and uh, he's in the corner with his trainer now, who had not a fucking clue. It's like, come on, G, come on, G, come on, G, just pick up, G. Right? And Smoker's like, ah, it's his. Uh, look, listen, you take any more headshots like that, you know, I need to stop the fight. That's just a sparring session, Steve. Fucking spar mm-hmm. session. The poor fucker was getting smashed around the ring. And the poor fucker in the in the corner was was wanting to quit. You could see it in his face, he was eyes were closed, he's wanting to like, just pull me out, please. And he got forced to it for another, I don't know, minute and a half or whatever than that. So uh, yeah, poor, poor trick. Another blagger like Tunday, basically. So anybody who knows his name, let me know because I actually missed it. It's a strange one that because I always had a soft spot for Glenn Tapia because I remember I interviewed him. God, it must have been about two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten for Boxing News. You uh, used to run a, a feature back then called uh, Hot Prospects, and I got quite a few in: Sean Porter, Danny Garcia, Broner himself, Deontay Wilder, quite a lot of them. And I managed to get hold of Glenn Tapia, who at the time was expected to be quite the prospect, and he was managed by Pat Lynch, who also managed Arturo Gatti. And as it happens, whenever I got hold of Lynch and Tapia, Gatti had just died. So I had a really like sort of raw, emotional version of Pat Lynch, put me onto Tapia, really thought he was going places, and that Kirkland fight just knocked the bollocks out of him and basically took everything out of him. So like I said, I liked him at that point. I thought he was going to be a, a decent fighter, but he was never the same again after that. Yeah, he was a Jersey kid as well, eh? And I think he did pretty well with like fans, ticket wise and stuff like that. I think they kind of you know followed him. But uh, yeah, I mean that Cutland fight was uh, of course that was Cutland who actually went back to Ann Wolf 
uh, for that fight as well, too. So he was he was prime, ready, condition. You go and and moves fucking saying, knock his bollocks yeah. off. You know, so her training methods are mad, aren't they? You know, having him running after punching a tractor tire attached to the back of a of a truck and all this type of stuff. Throw, yeah. What is it? I said throwing dwarves over walls and going all this type of madness. Remember, remember when he gave her the bullet for the for the Canelo fight? He was just about to go to training camp with her, and then he ditched her, and she was like, <laughs> "I'm concerned because that little redhead freckled motherfucker can fight." <laughs> <laughs> You wouldn't fancy chances against Anne, would you, though, Andy? To be fair, I say she could throw down. Oh, right? listen, I said to the wife a wee while ago, actually, she says, like, how do you know like, a woman's box? And I says, because it's shite. She says, you get the knockouts. It says, it's a very low talent pool. She says, but if you were to go back in time, like Robo, uh, Time Cop style, and bring back uh, Anne Wolf in her prime, I says, she'd fucking, she'd fly weight fucking heavyweight. She'd destroy everybody. I was just telling about that Anne versus man type stuff and all that sort of stuff. And that hold stuff. on, hold on. I just saw Clarissa Shields in the chat saying you're talking shit, Andy. And that's right. is the quote. She's there already. Fuck's sake, Clarissa. <laughs> I see Rob Tebbett is disappointed that he let me down. Don't don't be disappointed, Rob. Don't be disappointed. I don't have any great expectations anyway, so don't worry about it. Rob's been disappointed many times over the years. He won't be disappointed with this one, though. Trade and Leather Boxing uh, nominated Mayweather Promotions. Floyd Mayweather, Super Exhibition, February the 20th, 2021. Early bird special on sale now. More details soon. I don't, I don't know what you boys think about this. I haven't really looked into it in any great detail, but I think that Floyd, before we say about him, he's not stupid, is he? He's obviously seen that these YouTubers are going places. They're gaining a bit of, a bit of traction, a bit of momentum. There's a bit of money to be made here. So I think that Floyd is getting an exhibition with this Logan Paul to sort of lend his name, to endorse Paul a little bit as a legitimate boxer for him oh. to then go on and fight other boxers, other YouTubers. Floyd gets in on the promotional game, makes plenty of money, Andy. I think he's not so slow, Floyd. I think he's trying to legitimise and endorse Logan Paul through this fight to then go on and make more money in the future. Well, the other thing as well is I would love – this is the one fight I'm really interested in the pay-per-view buys because I noticed something. They've got three subscription – fees here so if you buy it early it's something say like 30 quid if you buy it say like six weeks before the fight it goes up like a tenner and if it's like day of the fight you've got to pay an extra 20 quid so you could be potentially paying 50 60 quid for this fucking fight so yeah that's what i'm saying that early bird special he's got on at the minute and that's so be interesting to see how the numbers not do but yeah floyd's not stupid i mean he's got uncle ali praise b2 um mm -hmm. you know advised them and stuff you know the and he's made street. a lot of he's made a lot of smart investments as well, so he's not dumb. Apparently so. No, Where did you, when did you hear that? I never heard he's, what. Uh, well, I, know, I heard it somewhere before, <laughs> but I, I, I hear it as well that he's thrown in a free set of uh, aluminium windows if you buy it early. So get on. Oh, early. I heard he's, he's on winter the, is he's coming. On, he's on the board of directors with C.R. Smith now. <laughs> he's a, he's a, ah. I, I actually heard as well as that he's. I'm not an official to say this, but the word is that he's never yet to cash his Conor McGregor check yet. That's still sitting ready to be cashed because he's no one to pay a tax on it yet. So the money's still sitting in escrow, wherever wherever it's sitting, it's still sitting to be to be cleared in his account apparently. So uh, he's always got that to fall back on. Plus, he he, he made he was he was saying like he was getting offered stupid money, like ten million to go and spar and UAE or whatever and stuff. He's got a gym out in was it uh, Chechnya somewhere. Um, <laughs> what? 
Then he starts to North Korea, man. He's trying to he's trying to attract some high profile boxers over there so they can kidnap him and celebrate the sexual slavery. <laughs> 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 he's making small investments in Turkmenistan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as I say, he's, he's, uh, he walks in there with the jewels. You'll see the bling he was wearing there today on Saturday night. All the bangles and fucking wrist jewellery he's got on in the watch and that. In Manchester. I'm <laughs> <laughs> bad for it. Uh, good old Floyd. Sorry, uh, Manchester, sorry. <laughs> uh, Gareth A. Davis has been nominated. I can't remember who nominated him. Apologies. Uh, he said, anyway, Lawrence Coley in the post fight interview, he's knocked out 14 of uh, 15 of 14. Is he okay? Typical example of someone blowing smoke up a fighter's arse. Uh, David Almond has nominated uh, Eddie Hearn. Uh, Cali Soland here, Andy, was going off on one. Eddie Hearn just said a Coley would knock out Maris Brady. Is Eddie with a bit of bullshit there? Surely not. Yeah, well, it's just at the end, you know, fucking hell, he, he killed Brook Beats, um, yeah, the, the, the stripper for Australia, and he's the best 154 fighter on the planet. Um, you know, he still believes Josh was the best heavyweight in the world. You know, it's just Eddie, Eddie, Eddie being Eddie and that, but... Um, O'Coley, let's, let's talk more action. Yeah, exactly. O'Coley did what he did against that level opponent that. Maris British is a serious world-class operator. Um Big dude, though, Coley, I must admit, but Bredis, I think it would be a close fight, but as I say, Coley, he's still got Ernie Stripes and that. I think if he beats Kowaki, then we can start getting the series about a potential fight with Bredis and stuff like that. But let's get the the, the, the Kowaki fight, because the guys earned that as well, so get that made. Kaiser Cobra in the chat says, Campbell Hatton, better stay away from Russia. Absolutely, you never know. And what might happen over there? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Be quiet. Be quiet. See if I could go back in time and rephrase that, by the way. <laughs> no, I never rephrase that. That was the, that was the goat moment, man. <laughs> Shut up. Be quiet. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. I was trying to explain it. I <laughs> the Box Hard podcast have nominated Ben Hyde at the Herb Star. I think he's been on the Herb here. Uh, he's saying that Anthony Joshua is the heavyweight Andre Ward. Fair enough on your opinion, mate. But for me, Fury has incredible movement. Joshua has movement, power, evasion, shot selection. He showed elements of a heavyweight Andre Ward tonight. He has heavyweight skills that, for me, <laughs> better than Tyson. Okay, man. <laughs> Um, another random nomination, Andy. Who are these frigging dickheads in the YouTube comments? I, I, I'm trying to stop responding to them, but oh. I know they're trolls. But my god, man, I, I'm sure it's the same guy nominating, you know, logging in on about eight different accounts. They're just they're so boring. Right. What was his name again? Jay Carlyle, I think the one guy. Uh, I was, was Carlyle G or something like that. I um, it was what was his his gripe again? Oh, I don't know. He he, he was he was saying um, that we were giving AJ a hard time and blah, blah, blah. And there was another guy, I think it was Ola Femwa or something, jumped in and said that we're basically a bunch of casuals because we jumped I, on I the Andy Ruiz bandwagon after we beat Joshua, like as if we didn't know anything about Ruiz before that fight, according we're to him. We're a bunch of casuals who, who, who the week previously did a, a post-fight pod on Matt Murray and Billy George Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much casual we are. Yeah, you know, seven or eight years of podcasting. <laughs> you can tell, tell with that name as well that he's a fucking Nigerian, so obviously he's going to be a really <laughs> say with Joshua. You thought I, I never, I never understood these guys that are so impassioned and so um, dedicated to defending multi-millionaires online. <laughs> You're not getting a single penny at that fucking paycheck. It doesn't matter who gets paid more or who's 
fucking who you think is the bigger star, go defend them in the YouTube comments. Like, it's fucking pathetic. Like. I think the main issue is like they were they were complaining about the the callers rather than the actual panel because look, we give Joshua credit. I mean, we said look, he was when he cut loose, he hooked a million dollars, but he's got that fragility about him that he knows he can be hurt, he knows he can be tagged, he can't fight in the back foot as such. So you know we've seen whether it's, it's, a, it's a he's evolved or he's just actually kind of regressing as a fighter. We don't know. Um, I don't know anyway because you, you said yourself you know out of shape Andy Ruiz in the rematch had him backing up and fighting cautious. And against Pulev, he, he cut loose. You know, pretty much almost gassed himself after that third round, trying to kind of put Pulev away. And then he kind of like spent the next three rounds trying to kind of rebuild up the stamina and you know, trying to get the finish. Um, what we'll say is this, so you see, like say, I was listening to kind of radio and that afterwards and that talking about uh, the, uh, the knockout and that a lot of people were saying, I think this is what's going to be happening now, is that, that you know, people saying that that last right hand should never have happened. So I think this is where, where the, the press and that, I think there were guys at Alan Dawson or whoever it was mm-hmm. that came out and no, it wasn't Alan Dawson, somebody came out in the press and that saying he's done me boxing now. Someone in the Times or Someone in the Times, yeah, did a two piece. He's actually a reputable enough journalist, that guy you went yeah, to spend a lot of time Yeah, well, I'm not being funny. I'm not if, going to be funny. you want either. to watch the UFC from the weekend. No, but yeah, but I think it's yeah, street fight. What I'm saying is this you you get a moment in the 14th round, like Ali Frazier, right? That is what the whole thing is about. If you've not got that, don't watch it and don't go to it because that is what it's all about. You know, the guy who's got the biggest heart, the biggest guts, and the biggest fucking chin and the biggest fucking brain basically to try and get fucking through a fucking fight. Um, you know, it's, 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 I mean, they're coming for it all, mate. Rugby Union, Rugby League, all yeah, NFL, even North soccer with the headers and that. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean. In it's, Scotland, they've banned kids heading a football till they're 13 now. I mean, yeah. even at 13, your brain's still developing, you know? Still loud headbutt each other up in Scotland. Yeah, exactly. Still loud <laughs> <laughs> That's over Brett. But, uh, no, like, I mean, I, I, I get it, but I, I make the point always to counter that boxing saves way more lives than it puts in danger in the context yeah. of how, uh, how it helps people. I mean, even, Steve, you, messaged, you, you mentioned it before, like, the people that write into us that tell them that we've helped them with something like we're just talking about boxing you know what i mean so it helps helps way more people than it hurts all over in, in uh collateral damage or whatever but i see who his knew? point but like, tune who out knew? don't watch it then like you know what i mean who knew that some virgin dweller were transformer fucking uh, uh, bed sheet and that would actually be helping people with depression just now yeah exactly the thing is, though, with with these boyos who, who drop into the YouTube, they always have a go at us as if we're like a homogenous group, all saying the same thing. You're a fanboy, and like a fanboy of who? Like, there's this more. I mean, how many people did we have on that post fight pod? Must have been 12, 13 different people, including us and callers. You know, we're not all saying the same thing. So address the person you're talking about. If you're not happy, come on. You know the call and let us know, but they won't. I think they're just. I think they're just. It's, it's, it's a bit of a bugbear as, as well for me actually. When you say you said as a collective, well, I'm just saying, listen, just you know, who are you talking about? Phrase the question that they or or, or the comment that, that that bit like me, for example, was if it was me say that, then come to me, fucking ask me or speak to me. Hey, we're not hard to find. We're usually on the front yeah. row of boxing shows. Yeah, with our or, laptops. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, they can't talk about podcasts if they don't have a podcast of their own. If they haven't done it at this level for over 400 episodes, yeah. Yeah, we talk and they listen. It's as simple as that. Yeah. I think a few of them blowing off the hashtags on Twitter, don't they? But they're, they're more than welcome to come and have a debate with us if they wish. Just before I invite the boys to come in with any of their nominations, let's just hear from the main man uh, one more time, shall we? Let's be totally and brutally honest here. Sean Corbin 
makes Valerie Brudov look like Ivan Drago. It's as simple as that. He's beat what's in front of him tonight. He faces me. He's gonna visit mental demons again. And let's get let's get something straight. Come to me, mate. Come to me. Next time, ain't no judges gonna be needed. I'm gonna do worse than Kovalev. I am gonna do worse than Kovalev. Saturday night, mate, you better hold together. I'm gonna smash it near you to pieces, mate. I'm gonna hate him. When he gets in the ring and we get 10 ounce gloves on, I'm gonna smash his head to bits. I'm gonna do it November the 30th against all odds. No matter what people say, the journalists write what you want. All as I'll say is tune back in and then look at me on December the 1st when I am world champion. It's as simple as that. I'm willing to die in that ring. It's as simple as that. I am willing to die. I'm willing to die, Sati. Is he? You fucking rat! It's a terrible thing for Tony to say that he's willing to die in the ring and stuff like These guys are putting their lives on the line for their entertainment. <laughs> you know, should be getting paid a shitload of money just for their entertainment. How dare we fucking mock them? Do you have an opinion? You fucking rats. <laughs> Gonna smash some heads to bits. He's old Tony. Uh, just uh, something that came to my mind, Andy. You mentioned the Budapest uh, Fight Club in Hungary earlier. It was brought to my attention during the week. There is a possibility of a, a third fight between Prince Patel and friend of the pod, who never responds to me, Innocent Everest. Uh, part three is due to take place on in Spain, apparently, on one of the Celtic class shows. Is that something oh, to look forward to? Right. This is the guy that beat. Prince Patel as well, too. Yeah. Tagline yeah. of the event is uh, Innocence Lost, I think. Oh, no. I was going to say Innocent <laughs> until proven otherwise. <laughs> There's a lot of potential there, Steve, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Andy, get yourself over to Spain, man. Oh, no, mate. I want to go and see say, Team... I'm a member of Team Six, so uh, Sergio Martinez for me this weekend, baby. Everest oh. conquered as innocence lost. Oh, Prince Patel rises like a phoenix from the flames. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff there from Bob. Right, boys, uh, Andy, starting with you. Any nominations for Belly of the Week, episode 403? Yeah, I've turned the Ajayi, basically getting absolutely shredded by Pat Barrett. Uh, I'm on BBTV, it was a uh, British Boxers TV. Uh, just a thing of beauty in that. You know, he goes back to the comment about the lines in the camp and all that sort of stuff. And, just, you know, anyone with common sense could fucking tell you that you know there's a, a serious post-mortem required in that camp. Uh, it was good to see Anthony Yard come out asking, you know, he was, he was, I think he was asking for constructive criticism or kind of feedback and stuff, and everybody was basically saying to him, you need to change your trainer, by." So um, I don't know if he, if he will, but... I don't think he will. Any sane person could, you know, there's no hating, but... you got a guy coming back to your corner who can't slip the jab, he can't parry it, he can't catch it, he can't get round it. What did you tell him? Lions in the camp, baby. <laughs> I mean, this is a guy who really, I don't know if he, I don't know if, he, if, he, if he ducked, bypassed or whatever and that, but this guy should have beat or fought Frankie Buglione, Callum Johnson and Jose Burton before he got to world level, Sergio Martinez, Sergio, uh, Sergio, Sergei Kovalev, sorry. You know, Remember the scene where he was at, if he was the best in Britain, if he was ready to go forward and stuff. These were the fights that could have set him up for the likes of the Kovalev and, you know, probably even put him up better for the for the fight there as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just the P45 is required there. Absolutely required. Um, you got the Tony Bell, you won. Oh, I Did anybody catch WBC Bridgerweight title uh, rankings come out there recently? Oh, yeah, yeah. So you that. see them? Oh, 20 names got issued and it's like the dregs of the absolute dregs, right? Or the wash to the wash. So you've got Oscar Rivas, number one, who's in his 40s. You've got Riyad Mera, number two for Belgium. 
Kevin Lorenya, who's been done for PEDs for South Africa. Dmitry Kudryashov, number four for Russia, who's like chinny as fuck. Yevgeny Romanov for Russia, who mm, possibly might, you know, don't know. Bryant Jennings, decent fighter, um, mid-30s now. Arthur Spilker, mm, Alan Babich, number eight. Oh, the world's on notice now. Joel Jekyll for Belgium, number eight. Uh, Shinga Bundin Aliv for Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Who? <laughs> Shinga Bundin for uh, Aliv for Russia. Uh, talk about Wash, number 11, Marco Hook. Um, number 12, uh, the, the, the Belgian, Bayeo, is it, is it Laguna? Oh, Bill Laguna for yeah. Tommy McCarthy. I saw that. Uh, what's, what's the criteria for it? Sorry, carry on your list first, Andy. Uh, number 13, you've got Samuel Kadic for France. Uh, another one for Russia, Rajid uh, Kodzov. Uh, Isaac Chamberlain, number 15. And then you get down to the likes of the absolute shite now. So you've got Carlos Welch for the for US. Emir <laughs> <laughs> Shello for Hungary. Alexander Tijlenko for Ukraine. Uh, somebody for Kosovo, I can't even pronounce that name. And you've got Robert Sims for the US. Komodo, Komodo. This sounds like whenever Mrs. Doyle's trying to rhyme off them names. <laughs> is, it, is it everyone who falls into that way category that's not ranked with another body? Because that's what that list looks like. It is, because where's Bredis? Why is Bredis not ranked there? Because he's still cruiserweight champion? Uh. Or where's Yusik? Is it because he's ranked at heavyweight? Um, who else would you go? Um, like so Duradola, he fights uh, Junior Macabu next week, who's for WBC Cruiserweight title, I think it is. So you think you'd have like maybe you know them f- floating between the weights and the rankings and stuff, just to kind of you know, set it up a wee bit. But so that, could you end up in a situation, Andy, back when? Do you remember? Was it Donnie Lalonde and that, and they had the two titles? Could you end up in a situation where you have a guy like defending two titles or something? I don't know, I can't see it because of different weights and stuff, but this is simply, this division has been filled up with people who are not good enough to fit in at cruiserweight or too washed and chinny these days, and they're too small for heavyweight. I mean, Alan Babich, who was Alan Babich fought in his last fight? I forget his name, was it Craig, no Craig Kennedy. Uh, Tom Little. Tom Little, sorry. The size difference was immense. Now, if Tom Little had trained or was you know was decent enough to kind of put, Babich wouldn't even last five, six rounds at heavyweight against a legit proper trained, skilled, you know, somebody who actually wanted to fucking train to be a heavyweight, actually fucking do something. Babich would, uh, would get absolutely annihilated against a, a legit heavyweight. Um, looking at these rankings and that, wouldn't he fancy him likes against like, Kudry Ashworth? Kudry Ashworth lands one shot on him, he could bloody go, without doubt. It's going to be fun. Well, maybe it won't be, who knows, especially with that rating. Uh, any others from you, Andy? Any, nom- any, uh, oh, any other nominations? Yeah, uh, is it Marcos? What's his name? Uh, guy on Twitter, he's got his YouTube account. So he was basically oh, asking what was yeah. the bigger the bigger fight between Fury and Joshua and Spence Crawford. So uh, at uh, Lazy Lefty, he says, Spence Crawford by a mile. I said this a while ago, people said that this is a big fight in America, but anything big in America is big internationally. If AJ Fury was a bigger fight, then they'd have it in the US. Uh, then this fucking idiot, Ruben Hernandez, kind of pipes up and says, Hey man, I love you, but that's a stupid ass question. Crawford versus Spence is the fight. There's no other fighters that are pound for pound the best. It gets skill wise in boxing than these two. He then kind of comes back and he says to him, you and I both know that, uh, that both, are, uh, both of these fights play out and they're remembered in history. Spence versus Crawford will stand as a bigger fight overall, not talking just current pay-per-view exposure, I mean leaving a bigger impact and legacy. 
So here they go. The biggest prize in sport is getting sidetracked for like suspense against Crawford, which will never going to happen at its peak anyway. And they uh, just to be shout out to to, to Bruno. This uh, yesterday was the seventh anniversary since he got schooled and shagged in San Antonio. <laughs> so to be shout out for my man Bruno as well. Oh, what a night! What a night! The Madonna reverse hump. That is one of the oh. greatest boxing moments ever for me. Absolutely tremendous. That's me. Lovely. Lovely stuff, lovely stuff. Uh, Smido, any nominations from you? No, other than that Channel 5 show in the Pampers ad um, mid-fight. Uh, Rob, anything from you? Oh, yeah, I got a couple. Um, have Tony Bellew for tweeting out after the Anthony Joshua victory over Kubra Pulev. Told you what a Nostradamus he is. Like, who the, who the fuck didn't see that one coming? The whole fucking boxing world said Pulev was going to get knocked out. Not, I don't think one single person picked Pulev. But Tony Bellew, Tony Bellew told you so. So make sure you, he knows this sport, guys. He knows what he's talking about. Leave him alone, but still follow his yeah. every word for... Listen, when you when you retire at his level, and you stay retired, and you don't but, box no more, remember, you can't talk about it. You're up at six. <laughs> and you're up at six against two sick, then maybe you can talk. And uh, <laughs> I had that one, and I had a... <laughs> Team Mundo. Serafina took a fucking blunt object <laughs> to the back of some lad's head at the Arizona's uh, fucking Danny Garcia fight yeah. in the same week that Vivian Obanoff gets arrested for bludgeoning her husband today. I can't today. believe Fina works in PR, man. She like goes against every. She's she's yeah. rogue. She goes rogue, man. She's she on IG. She did on IG the, the day after. She's painting some uh, last lip Las Vegas Raiders uh, player. And she's got the bra and pants on, and she's doing it so far. Oh. Serafina, baby. So, uh, open off thinking of pastors and you fucking bludgeoning her in town, and it's Serafina. I like how she did it as well because the guy hit her and then she played possum, turned her back, and he turned around. And then, as soon as he turned around, she picked up something and hit him on the head with it. And then somebody else came and cleaned him out from the side, like so, uh, or cleaned her out from the side. I'm not sure what happened. Someone hit her from the side, I think, as well. She copped one. So, uh, good old Serafina throwing them hands and throwing them bowls and throwing anything else. Looked like kind of an Easter egg, egg weight. Egg weight shaped objects you hit the guy in the back of the head with. Paperweight. <laughs> high heel actually when she kind of like pushed over and she put over, they took off a high heel. So, I'd say, she, I'd say she, it's not the first time she has hit someone with a high heel if mm. no one had cast any aspersions there unjustly. But, we could uh, maybe ask her, Rob. She said she would come on the show. I'll maybe follow oh, that. Oh man, up. that'd be great. Yeah, therefore try and get Seraphina on. That'd be brilliant. Like, remember, um, the time, remember the first time she got involved with... Hey, what do you call him? Big Baby Miller. Big uh, Baby, yeah. She's absolutely slaughtering everybody left, right, and centre. That you faggot, it's not. <laughs> <a fart. laughs> when did she go suck his dick and all? She's telling about people who are rooting for Joshua. <laughs> she went absolutely off the reservation with that one. Like. Oh yeah, man. We gotta get Seraphine on. Like, yeah. um, and no, I think that was it for me. I think that was it for me. Unless I think of think of one late. Like. Uh, Sam at Walking Miracle has thrown one in as we're going here. Frank Buglioni, one of these people to oh, get I got one, on, I got one, I got one. Sorry. on the Logan Paul um, train here. He said, I've lost a lot of respect for Mayweather, even participating in this fight, making a mockery of the sport that has given him so much respect, adulation and wealth. He then went on to say, in response to Logan Paul, I'd fight this guy for free. So uh, things are moving <laughs> fast in Frank's world. He's on board now. Frank Puglioni won't be watching Floyd Mayweather on a Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> I had another one. I had another Go one. Go on, Rob. Amazing meta gag there. Go on. AJ, you know, the, our, our running jokes are better than the rest of the development. Absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. Um, what was I going to say? Fucking uh, AJ for his big speech before the fight. 
uh, on the big screen and coming out to three different songs. I think he came out for Potter Potter Paper at one stage and then he had Burning Heart by Survivor from Rocky Four, which was uh, getting them all pumped up. But the words of that are like, two words collide, rival nations. What, England and Bulgaria? <laughs> <laughs> that known rivalry. Um, and then like the fact that he stopped the music in the middle and then he came on with his big black and white shot speech and he's like, during these troubling times of the pandemic. What the fuck has that got to do with anything, asshole? Just fucking get in the ring and fight. Shut the fuck up with the speech. Like, these troubling oh, yeah. times of the pandemic. Shut up, man. I hope I come through this fight. And um, I hope I'm in all of your prayers. Man, if you don't shut the fuck up with that a- PR AI robots nonsense yeah, Try to be some like some sort of kind of quasi type fucking intellect and that talk about social justice and all that sort of stuff. It's the age, Nigerian but... Doctor Steelhammer at the moment, like with the speech yeah. you know beforehand, like pathetic that was. Like, he's just he's just pathetic. he's just not got that. He's just not got that razzmatazz. He's not got the, the intellect and the the quick wittiness to kind of pull that shit off. He just hasn't got it. And to follow on, he came out, didn't he come out on TalkSport and say that uh, Steve Buncey said to him, like, I thought you, you've got to fight the sign to fight Fiori, like, in 2021. He was like, well, I, I, never, I never heard anything about that. <laughs> like, nobody told me. Eddie Hearn did stretch the truth. Come on, Rob, you can't be insinuating that. It's, it's almost as if Eddie did what he was told when whoever decided to break that news told him to say it. I don't know who that was or who it could be, but maybe he just felt like he had to say, go along with the narrative at that time for some reason. I don't know what that reason was. Well, sometimes you get told things from people, Rob. You know, you've got to act, haven't you? This is it. <laughs> Benzu's asking, I suppose. Uh, okay, boys, I'll throw one in here that's been doing the rounds. If any of you guys saw this. Alexander Usyk kicking off apparently about Chisora's gloves, the padding. There was a video going around. He said that the ring was a lot smaller the night of the fight than it was the night before. A few dirty tricks. Do you see anything about this, Andy? No, I've seen it, mate. No, this is the first time yeah. hearing about this. What's yeah. this? Uh, yeah, uh, there was a video going around. Somebody sent it to me on the Facebook page. I think it was Andy Jones. Like a four-minute video behind the scenes. The Bean Masons were there. Coogan, Bellew, obviously. Couldn't get rid of him. Eddie with a mask. Frank Smith, uh, Bean himself. And they were going behind... Um, behind the scenes before the fight, Usyk was there with his manager, David Hay was there because of Chisora and Usyk was kicking off about the padding apparently in the gloves. Hay, I think, was um, you know saying all oh, the different type of gloves, different types of padding and Usyk went on to say that the ring seemed to be smaller the night of the fight than it was previously. He was, I think he was trying to you know say there was some yeah. sh- uh, shenanigans going on but I mean, Klitschko used to do that all the time, didn't he? With the, the padding and the gloves and the water and that. Of course, I mean, Klitschko, you know, they always they had it on lockdown there, actually. I mean, they actually, um, you know, for example, the Surlands will not use the German Boxing Federation to license their fights. They use the Austrian Commission because they, they say that the Klitschkos were too pally with the German Commission. Um, you've seen the situation with uh, the, uh, sorry, the, what do you call it? The pad in the ring, you know, against Tyson Fury. You know, some of the gloves that they that they had their opponents wear, for example, those those puffing gloves are absolute fucking massive pillows. Well, Clutch will go to wear the Grants, for example. Um, it's just you know that, that, that it's that thing about being the A side, basically. You know, I, I remember Floyd kicking off as well about my dad. Yeah, that's my dad. I was just yeah. going to say, yeah, he, was, he, he made he, him change he, from the Grand yeah. gloves, didn't he? Like, yeah, he had, he had a pair of custom-made Rias Argentinian kind of like say, emboss type gloves and stuff like. That. He ended up having to change them. End up wearing, I think it was Everlast, I think it, no Everlast, either Everlast or, or, or Grant, I think it was, because Floyd was kicking up fuck about it. But it's, these are the things that happen, though, you know, ring's too small, because it's just, you know, it's, it's the home promoter trying to get his fighter advantage and stuff, and as long as the ring's in between the, you know, the league, the, the legalities and stuff, as far as I'm aware, it's, it's, it's okay. Um, 
I was talking to someone actually during the week there about no, uh, sorry, last week about gloves and stuff, about padding and uh, type of thing and stuff, and types of gloves and all that type of stuff. But um, what did what did they, they end up using then? It was, it was Grants, was it not? Rival, I think it might have been under. Rival, well, if it's rival, then they're they're pretty good and they're, they're quite uh, quite padded. I think so. I don't know. Winning if the Japanese gloves, winning are very padded, yeah. aren't they? Floyd yeah. like them because of bad knuckles. Yeah, I was well. I've got a pair of kind of. Uh, they're called Pro Box and RS, I think they're called and stuff, and they're really kind of like really good uh, ten ounce gloves, really good straps and that, and really good uh, padding them and that as well. But I, I usually like wearing like Everlast and stuff. But um, never really tried the race ones before. But uh, I need to see that video. Actually, I'm interested in seeing it just to see the, the situation. Um, I don't know whether the gloves changed. You know, eventually for the fight, I don't know. I can't remember exactly. I'll try and get it the video if I can, and I'll send it to you. It was made by is it Kinemaster or something? I think we made, but, it, but it's from matchroom backroom footage and that. So hopefully, Usyk can get a bit of justice here. Maybe the Eastern European version of the LDBC might take it on for him, and you'll see Usyk appearing with piano music and a big uh, background, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Back in a white man, you kidding me? <laughs> you never know. The, the, the LDBC fucking head chief mental patient, what do you call him? What's his name? Oh, oh Hawthorne. Fred, Fred Hawthorne. Oh, that's yes, it. yes, yes. Him at Dog the Eddie. That, that's what I'm I gave that guy a lot of credit for Dog and Eddie one weekend, and I found out who he really was. I'm like, yeah, Eddie, me too. Was Eddie, knock him out. I was yeah. like, you yeah, fucking dick. Eddie, knock him out. Ward, I see. Ward gave him a, a tarot dressing down, actually. Yeah, he did. Brilliant. He did, actually, I He did. T Street Controversy, who I follow as well from Philadelphia, uh, went into his background and he was running for political office and everything. He did quite the expose on him, but you never know. Perhaps oh. maybe you know, have Porky or something, and is it UCTV or something? They could get together, maybe sort of create an anti-LDBC, who knows? You, you never know. But anyway, I'll try and get that link for you if I can, and uh, I'll put it up at some point. Right, okay, so let's go on to... I who might we have for? one more, mate. I might have one oh, more. Yeah. Yep, to find it. It's for Lucky Boxing, and I'm trying to find oh, this. Yeah. Sure Stevenson. Um, oh, I seen it earlier on. It was something to do with the fact that it's Shakur Stevenson. I think it was something along the lines he should be ranked pound for pound uh, because his resume or his performances rank that above the likes of Juan Estrada. What? Yeah. Fighting against Toka Khan, yeah, yeah. Amir yeah, yeah. Khan, and Julian uh-huh. Clary's love child. Uh huh. Uh huh. If I could just find it, actually, I'm. Um... <laughs> Uh, I didn't see that fight actually. I know Vadeo lost to Nakatari. Yeah, yeah, Lucky yeah. boxing. If we're talking about where fighters are right now, Shakur Stevenson should be on the pound for pound list over Gary Golovkin and Juan Francisco Estrada. If we're talking right now, right now Estrada is in a fight of the year contending against Quadras. And we're talking about Shakur Stevenson winning every round in a sparring session against that guy Clara. Right. That is a level we're talking about here. Lucky just try he's trying too fucking hard to be controversial, edgy, street. I don't know. A what hot that is. take. He's one of these hot, hot take yeah. merchants. Yeah, I know. And he, he knows we must talk about we run his own podcast, so there's no way he doesn't know that we can exist in that. But you're talking shite, mate. I mean, fucking Stevenson, pound for pound, right now, over like say Estrada, in my opinion, if he's not top ten pound for pound, then he's fucking close to it. He's like he's chatting the door, kicking it down ready to get in there. Stevenson's like years away for fucking getting there. Years. Stevenson can't be pound for pound for goodness sake. His best wins against a woman in a fucking petrol station. For fuck's <laughs> sake, man! That was a, it was a very clear win, though that one. Oh, <laughs> that was actually. I, she, she took a knee. <laughs> 
Oh dear. Uh, Mike Wigan has jumped in. He says nomination for Porky Russ for going to visit Mickey Theo and calling him John, as in John Fury, who he was supposed to be fighting. I have no idea who Mickey Theo is, but I'll give Russ his credit. That was a really well put together video. He, he definitely splashed the cash and it looked really nice. A so fair play to Porky Russ there. Any other nominations, boys, before we close up for the evening? Doesn't sound like it. I am going to go for, let's see if I can find it. I'm going for a bullshit merchant himself, Eduardo, for the NHS. I haven't, I haven't forgiven him for that. I, I'm going to have to go for Eddie this week, Andy, I think. Yeah, NHS, definitely. Um, yeah, just that's just the your typical Eddie move. You know, bait and switch. You know, he, he, would, he would bait you with that and then switch it to the other. Um, you'll have some sort of ready-made excuse in that and nobody will back him up on it. Maybe get Tebbit on the Tebbit will listen. Tebbit, get on the case. Get fucking asking. And make sure the NHS staff get their tickets by because uh, it's not it's not happening on our watch. He's getting to be with that pish. Obviously, you it won't happen all the time. But I'm a big believer that if you say you're going to do something, try your best to do it. And he made a big speech and he got all the retweets and he took the adulation. As I said on Saturday night, there's no point in going over it again. And then he failed to deliver. And it looks like his head's been photoshopped in that photo as well. So a bell you. It looks like one of those, you know those <laughs> yeah, top videos walking yeah, down the road. The head wobbling from side to side. I tell you what, though, he's, he's, he's put a lot of weight on there, this fucking uh, this lockdown, by the way. He's got the moobs, the belly's poking out there a wee bit there, Ed. You know, I know you're in your 40s now, mate, but come on, you fuck, man. Look after yourself a wee bit. Well done yeah. for getting in the suit this week after we slaughtered you last year, uh, last week for the Dr. Evil outfit, by the way. He threw the suit back uh, on. He was like, fuck that. We're not taking that again this week. Yeah. Keep those, keep those polo necks at home. He should he should turn up for the lols in like a, you remember Onslow eh, to keeping up appearances. He should turn up in one of them string vests or Rapsi Nesbitt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be good. Uh, okay, so that's two for Eddie then, Rob. Your uh, your your uh, nomination is uh, completely academic. Go ahead, anyway. Yeah, I was going to go for AJ for the big fucking speech, like, but it's all academic, isn't it? It's AJ and Eddie. Less less talk and more action these days, in, including less talk about whether I'm fighting Tyson Fury next or not. Uh, so. Yeah, evening, Ed. How are you getting on, dude? Evening, Eddie. Congratulations. You have won Belly of the Week for episode 403. It was well worth it. We've done an error. I think we'll get the hell out of here. Thank you to everybody who's jumped on. Rapping Rob Kelly, Adam Smido-Smith, Andy Patterson, and me, Steve Wellings. We shall be back live in Technicolor for episode 404 on Sunday. Thank you to everybody who's been in the chat, everybody listening during the week. We love you all. Uh, Jim McDonald Boxing jumped in at the end there, just seeing if there's any other name. Declan McCarthy. <clears throat> excuse me is there as well Mike Wigginer, Ian Wigley all the boys Craig yeah go and check out Jim McDonald Boxing he has his own uh, YouTube channel there doing just shit little videos as he says uh, Tony Lawler as well thanks very much for joining us bit of an impromptu one here we'll be dropping a bit of extra content as uh, Christmas transpires but anyway let's get out of here for the evening thanks for everybody who's joined us we'll catch you on Sunday bye Sports Social Podcast Network <laughs>